And now, on with the show. Hey there, welcome everyone. Once again, here we go. It's time for another episode of Weekend Watch, a production of the Three Guys One Up Podcast Network. David, are you okay? You're coughing up a storm over there. You're really red in the face, man. Well, I tried to have it on mute. Oh, you did? I just saw you. I saw you coughing so much, I thought you might be dying. Nope, just smoking some weed, man. Oh, okay. All right. Well, is that good? I hear you're supposed to cough. Yeah. Does that help? Does that actually help, or is that a myth? Coughing makes you like 10 times more higher. Is that what they say? That's what he says at Pineapple Express. And I'm. <laughs> no, I think. To believe him. I think most of the coughing has to do with the scars in my lungs from the pneumonia when I was in high school. Oh. Yeah. I'm sure it has nothing to do with smoking cigarettes for the past like, yeah. 15 years. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I've been a pretty light smoker for those years. <laughs> Lightest. I know anyway. Well, I could have I gone mean, for I could have gone harder in the paint with that. I'm just saying. Very true. Very true. Um I mean the the good news is is that you know your blood still moves, you know, your heart looks like it's in good shape because of how fast it moved the blood to your face while you were coughing. I made a joke to my doctor last time I had blood work cuz he he was like everything's in the green. He was he was going down the list saying this is this is great. This looks really good. This is really really good. This looks great. And I said so my exclusively wiener schnitzel diet is doing good things for me. And he just kind of like looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just imagine that scene from It's Always Sunny where Mac and Dennis are at the doctor's office because Mac got fat. <laughs> Just come imagine me, you Just carrying around me. a garbage bag filled with chimichangas. Try and knock me over. <laughs> Try and move me, bro. Try and move me, bro. <laughs> uh, See, I told you I'm more healthier, I'm than, more you healthier are. than him. <laughs> no, you have type 2 adult onset diabetes. Type 2 adult onset diabetes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Great show. David, you're... Your pallor is is returning to normal, so that's good. You feel, you're looking good now. Uh, so why don't we get on with it? Let's talk about some movies. Uh, you guys, we're all all sitting in a room right now, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Not, I don't. <laughs> we've been we've been sitting in a, this a single room. I mean, separately, of course. Yeah. But we're, we're in three single locations. Yeah, yeah, three single locations right now. Uh. That's convenient because we're talking about movies that take place in single locations tonight. God, that segue was fun. That was great. That's, great. That was smooth as that butter, was, baby. That was as good as they get. We're professionals. Yeah, they don't get better than that. That's how do we not have more sponsorships <laughs> or any sponsorships? Or sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, if you want to sponsor us yourself, go to our website and click on the link to our Patreon. Join our Patreon, and from now on, I'm going to shout out every person who uh, who becomes a patron every episode. Thanks a lot, Dylan. Do, Dylan you're is name our, our every great patron, patron every episode. Is yeah, man. Yeah, I'll name every patron every episode. This shout out sustainable. To, to Big Dylan. This, this in in an optimistic mindset, this feels unsustainable. Well, good thing none of us have an optimistic mindset. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm down in the dumps right now. <laughs> anyway let's talk movies that take place in a single location guys uh 
it's a fun it's a fun gimmick there's tons of great movies that do this so let's get into it uh i'm gonna start because my movie is the oldest right i'm pretty yes. sure i forgot what both of you guys chose it is okay. the oldest <laughs> uh, only by a few years though my yeah. pick for single location week is the 1975 crime drama dog day afternoon when inexperienced criminal Sonny Wartzik leads a bank robbery in Brooklyn, things quickly go wrong and a hostage situation develops. As Sonny and his accomplice, Sal Naturile, uh, try desperately to remain in control, a media circus develops and the FBI arrives, creating even more tension. Gradually, Sonny's surprising motivations behind the robbery are revealed, and his standoff with law enforcement moves towards its inevitable end. Uh, this is an Al Pacino classic. Uh, Al Pacino and, and John Cazale in the in the the two roles as the bank robbers and man what a movie based on a true story um, it is tense it's gritty it's just uh, it's a fantastic it's movie from, it's hilarious yeah, it's funny even I fucking laugh um, my ass off of this movie yeah absolutely uh, big one of the first mainstream I don't maybe not one of the first but you know in a very early stage of uh, movies that actually addressed uh lgbtq issues uh kind of groundbreaking overall i really loved the uh the tone it set the the way it dealt with social issues of the of back then that are somehow still big social issues now like i said lgbtq issues um police police uh, you know over policing and police brutality and and how all these people are showing up in support of him because of the things he's saying about it like all it took was him you know shouting attica in front of the bank as cops kind of closed in on him to, to back them all off. Yeah, it's just, it's a fantastic movie. What did you guys think? This was great. I, I was completely unaware of this movie before you recommended it. I did not take any, uh, film crit classes in high school or college. So, um, this one, I, I was just, like I said, un, unaware of, and I, it was great. I, the seventies are a ridiculous thing. Those giant fucking cameras are hilarious. <laughs> yeah just some, I, some I mean good artifacts yeah i think that's what it, it i mean it's it's set in this in this very 70s bank in this very 70s street and it's this snapshot of this very this critical time and place like you said dealing with heavy issues yeah very very heavy uh stuff around this whole movie like i said i find it hilarious this is a movie I fell in love with a long time ago. I haven't watched it in a very long time. So many classic Al Pacino quips in here, right? And, I don't know, very classic um, heist movie type stuff. Even though everything's going wrong immediately, I don't feel like this is a spoiler. One of the guys they go into the bank with is like, no, I'm done. I gotta go. I can't no be doubt. here. It's like, it's like, as soon as they get into the bank, like the, everything is going wrong. Um, and, and this guy's got an amazing story to tell. Sonny is a fucking character, man, to say the least. And Sal is, is Sal. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's a, a classic tale. It's timeless. It, it, like you said, it still, it still holds up. Not like there's bank robbers doing this anymore, but the characters, the, the problems they're going through in, in life that brought them to this, this point um still very real to this day i mean it's a very tangible story um this many years later you know 
And you talked about the classic lines. I mean, we were just talking about It's Always Sunny. They parodied the the scene where he's shouting, you know, Attica, Attica yeah. in front yeah. of the bank. <laughs> yeah. Charlie did it in, in Charlie Goes America all over everybody's ass. Good. It's just, it is does, absolutely iconic. He does a very good Al Pacino impression. He did it in multiple mo- episodes. He did yeah. it. He, he parodied Serpico in another episode. Serpico uh. was such a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, uh, it all takes place in the bank in one one afternoon into the evening. Uh, that's my pick for single location. It's it's fan fucking tastic. If you haven't seen it, you you'd be doing a disservice by not checking it out on HBO Max. Go watch it, scrub. Yeah, don't be a scrub. Uh, anyway, David, yours is next chronologically. You go next. Um, I went ahead and chose The Breakfast Club because when I googled single location movies, it was on there. That's as good a reason as any. Um, Five high school students from different walks of life endure a Saturday detention under a power-hungry principal. The disparate group includes Rebel John, Princess Claire, Outcast Allison, Brainy Brian, and Andrew the Jock. Each has a chance to tell his or her story, making the others see them a little differently. And when the day ends, they question whether school will ever be the same. Um, this is like iconic. This is this is classic high school teenage angst. These kids all drawn together for detention have to have to waste a Saturday. They're there for like nine hours or some shit. Um, and it's just such a good classic movie. Uh, Molly Ringwald, Judd Nelson. A little baby Anthony Michael Hall. That dude grew up. <laughs> he got very Oh yeah, man. And it it all takes place in this in this library. Man, Shermer, Illinois was a real white town, huh? Oh yeah. Yep. Not a single person of color, unless you're counting Emilio Estevez. Not really. I don't. His last name <laughs> is Estevez. <laughs> if that counts for fucking anything at all. Isn't it not actually? Or am I no, getting isn't he, Yeah, he's... Isn't he actually a sheen? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Something like that. Or did the sheens change? I don't know. Who, who That's is what the I'm name trying to changer here? Parents, Martin Sheen and Janet Sheen. But he's got other... Okay, his paternal grandparents were Irish and Spanish immigrants. So that's something. But that's so Spain, Martin Sheen though. was legally Ramon Estevez. Okay. Well, so you know he what? kept the actual last name. Okay, so sh- okay, Estevez is the real name, but they're Spanish. Charlie like European was Spanish, Carlos Estevez, and that's European. You ask me. Okay, well, that's about as, as white Spanish as you can get. I'm gonna get yeah. us in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we're canceled already. You lost us our sponsors right as we were about <laughs> to nab them. <laughs> if you found that offensive, please still subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> I'll shout you out in a personal apology. Uh, anyway, yeah, it, it's a classic. John Hughes, uh, one of his his you know most famous movies, hands down. You know, between that, Sixteen Candles, etc. Um, this is still probably the most standout of of all his work, and maybe of all of this decade. Like this, yeah. this movie is one that I don't know. It, it's something that everybody's seen, and if you haven't seen it, everybody's like, "What the what the fuck do you mean you haven't seen Breakfast Club?" And they bust out their their Breakfast Club 
and and you watch it like everybody's seen this movie this is a movie you have to watch um and watch a bunch of times like it's moving it's good the characters are they're also very real very real people and you get to know them over this time um it's it's classic story doesn't get much better than breakfast club who was the actor who played the principal oh and i just had the cast list up and i forget his name uh paul gleason Gleason. yeah paul gleason man his role uh, i think is probably my favorite in the whole movie me too the exchange between him and and judd nelson's character about detention that's one more you want to do it again you want to do it again (laughs) i love that that scene and that's a scene that's been done over and over and over again to parodied and spoofed like I think there was a family guy episode that they were doing that in for like way too long. Yeah. Multiple probably. Yeah. I, I kind of inner, I, I kind of appreciated his exchanges between, um, with, with him and the, the, the janitor, um, oh, yeah. when, they're, when they're sitting there next to the basement files, drinking the beers and the janitor's just like explaining how he's become cynical and jaded. And he's like, yep. Basically, <laughs> I, I don't. It was it was a little bit more subtle, but um, I appreciated that little bit of character development. Honestly, it's like the older we get, the more we identify with the principal. Yeah, and yeah. the janitor, <laughs> and the janitor. Yeah, <laughs> fucking kids. Fuck them kids, especially <laughs> high schoolers. Fuck. Yeah, you watch this when you're 16, and you're like, yeah, totally. What? Well, yeah, go kids. And now I'm just like, yeah, they're all fucking annoying. You identify <laughs> with them, and then you grow up, and you're like. That kid's just a fucking whiny bitch. <laughs> exactly. You're a prick. Shut up. You are a dickhead. <laughs> oh man, where is uh, to where's the streaming data? It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Check it out. Breakfast Club. It's on Hulu. Keith, bring us home or bring us to a single location. I'll take us to a far off single location in this 2009 mystery thriller sci-fi single location. Moon. Man, I like this movie. I'm glad I got to pick this one. Um, it's been a while since I've watched it. I remember catching it on Netflix a long time ago, but now it is streaming on HBO Max. Um, this is Sam Rockwell and uh, as the lead role and kind of one of the only roles. There's like four actors in this whole thing. Uh, unfortunately, one of them is uh, Kevin Spacey. We'll overlook that because it is just voice acting and it's, you know, he's an NPC. Yeah, it's okay. Um, Astronaut Sam Bell started a three year shift at a lunar mine and he's finally coming home. Um, He's been, he's got a couple of weeks left and he's looking forward to reuniting with his wife and his daughter. Um, Unfortunately, his health is taking a turn for the worse and he's, uh, he ends up in a, a tragic accident and you start finding out more about this lunar base than, than you originally knew about. Um, he's, he's got to kind of find himself in more than one way. And it's, it's a very Ray Bradbury ish story in my opinion, where it, it feels like it could have come out of the illustrated man or something like that. It was, it's, kind of eerie spooky in a way but um it's not like jump scary or anything like that but i i kind of it has like a spooky edge to it just this whole vibe of being completely alone and secluded on the moon for three fucking years 
And then to f- come to find what I, I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody, but he he has to find out a lot of wild shit is going on in this in this moon base that he's working at. Uh, what did you guys think of this movie? It's it's kind of a an odd one off the beaten path of of your two very big iconic movies. This one's kind of a lesser known one. So what'd you think of it? I love Sam Rockwell. I think the, the I kind of felt the path, the story that was going to take from the beginning. Um, it's a, it's a little tropey and, and cliche, but it it's a great setting. Um, I, especially with the budget of this, it it was like very limited. Apparently, yeah, um, it was the uh, the the debut film for director Duncan Jones. I think he had like five million bucks to make it. Um, and and they do a great job. And in Sam Rockwell's, it it feels claustrophobic it feels i don't and sam rockwell just does amazing amazing i I love him yeah this is what a sci-fi mystery should be it the first time i saw this i was blown away uh like you said sam rockwell is phenomenal as always um the mystery itself is is i don't know i've i found it to to work really well i you know i there were twists and turns It, it was great i loved it um and yeah, because yeah, it, like it kind of is giving it to you right on the nose where it's like, well, I saw that coming, but then it keeps it keeps going. Like the things that you saw coming happened pretty early on. And then it's like, oh, we still got a, a movie left to get through. Like, right. It, it, there's there's a lot more happening, um, even though you you see some of it coming and hitting you right in the face. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it does it really well. Um, I, I, I just love the whole premise. I love the whole mystery. The, yeah, I don't know. It's a fantastic movie. I, I I can't speak highly enough about this one. Yeah, I agree. I think this one is is a lot of fun to watch as well. Um, we've we've all said it several times. Sam Rockwell is just phenomenal. Man, I had a we had a completely different Sam Rockwell in in my tearjerker pick uh, <laughs> yeah. with the Green Mile, <laughs> but. Uh, it really shows uh, if if you watch the Green Mile and you saw that Sam Rockwell, um, this is a completely different Sam Rockwell. And man, he's just he's always something to to watch on screen. He's he's just incredible at what he does. I really like the little robot Gertie, um, even though he's voiced by a sick piece of shit. Um, yeah, the character was great, and yeah, um, I like the the. The setting, and I, I really like the practical effects they used in this movie as well. Like David said, it was a small budget. They made it work. It looked pretty damn good, I'm going to say. Yeah, 100%. Check it out. It, where is it streaming? You said HBO? HBO, yep. HBO. It's Moon on the HBO. Oh. Well, that's it. Those movies all take place in a single location. I like it. We did well. Uh I had fun with this theme. Did you guys? I feel like we got some really solid picks here. I did too, especially because when I first was like cycling through what I had to pick from, I wasn't finding a whole lot. Like it's it's kind of hard to search for single location movies because only like the big ten really come up, you know. So um, I really like this one. I got to to kind of rummage around and find this this hidden gem that I really love. Absolutely. Well, uh, that's a wrap on recommendations. Let's get into some news. Uh, there's there's some good stuff happening. We had our uh, 
Disney's Star Wars celebration. A lot of uh, uh, announcements and trailers and stuff came out of that. Uh, the first one that I want to talk about is Indiana Jones 5's release date has been announced as June 30th, 2023. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to watch it. It's Indiana Jones. I'm pretty stoked. I'm not. I'm not optimistic. I feel Neither like. Neither am I. <laughs> I feel yeah. like this is going to be somehow worse than the last one. And I know. The last I, one like, kind of famously bad. How do you come off a of crystal skull and go, yeah, yeah, we're going again. Let's do we're it. We're going again, one. boys. Run it back. We're going Especially again. How you old thought he Harrison looked old in this one? <laughs> He's uh, like, just what, hoping for 76? 79 years 79. old. I was close. I, he's even older than, than what I said. That's fucking crazy. Harrison like Jones. He's broken a bone on every movie he's filmed in the past 10 years. Is it just like the same hip bone just keeps breaking? Over <laughs> I know he again? broke his ankle on the <laughs> set of Force Awakens. And then he got hurt. I don't know exactly what it was, but he definitely got hurt filming Indiana Jones. I mean, Force Awakens, he's not doing anything great. Like, he turns and, and Han Solo poses <laughs> as he's shooting. <laughs> hey, man, I don't know. He's got the bones of a baby bird. That's true. <laughs> Man's probably suffering from severe osteoporosis at this point. Put him in a bubble suit and take it out and post. We just, <laughs> we just don't need to see him trying to do Indiana Jones stuff. Yeah. And he's not we'll he's happens. not gonna he's not gonna be doing the Indiana Jones stuff. No, it's gonna be all CG and stuff, man. Like it's it's gonna be him delivering cheesy Indiana Jones lines that we we liked from the eighties and they don't or, land anymore. Or they're gonna try and fucking force a father son relationship and it's just gonna be like the last crusade, but Fucking Harrison Ford. And, Are they bringing and... Shia back? They tried. To... No, God, I don't think they're I, Shia back. I don't know. I don't think so either. I'm pretty sure they aren't. They bringing Short Round back? God, if they bring Short Round back, yeah. there's there might be hope. I I don't know. Like I said, I they're just gonna try and rehash some old bullshit. It doesn't need to be done. You had three great movies. You should have stopped there. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's there's no universe to branch off into in this one. We're done. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to watch it. I don't care. Uh, what else? What else came out of this? Uh, now we need the Pooh. Blood oh. and Honey. Can we talk about this? All right. We'll skip over the rest of the Disney stuff. They announced like four new Disney Star Wars shows. Uh, Andor, Skeleton Crew, Tales of the Jedi. Yeah. So that's that's all happening. Let's get into be, like, this. Cool, but I guess we should we should touch briefly on that because i think it was david said he's like in our little chat about this it's like is is this too much star wars are we just like are we are we diluting it too much well and we talked about this even a little bit before and in three guys one up in reference to the new star wars jedi survivor game um yeah david go for it well what's your theory on this I definitely enjoy the Star Wars expanded universe. I think I enjoy the expanded universe more so than the the Skywalker saga, right? The 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 sort of central point of this huge story. I very much appreciate the I mean the old Kodor games, um the the books and the comic books. Um and so I'm not at all against the these these sort of uh, companion shows what i am against is them being 
treated like companion shows, you know, and that's never what the books and the comic books and the and the video games exploring this expanded universe were. They were their own genuine a- attempts to tell stories from this massive galaxy. Um, and I, I worry that these these shows are being made so rapid fire that they're going to quickly lose quality. I still haven't watched Boba Fett. Me like, neither. That's that's one one thing that worries me is that I'm going to keep getting these shows that it's like, nah, I could do without that for now, and I'm just going to fall utterly behind because I'm going to do without too much. Yeah, Boba Fett was fine. It was, it was fine. Uh, we've talked about this before. It was okay. That was it. Um, my worry with these is that Okay, first off, I think these Star Wars shows are a great idea because I think that Star Wars as a universe lends itself more to a show format than it does, than it ever did movies. Like no no discredit to the that. original trilogy or anything, but and also in comparison by now, it's so massive. Yeah. You know, the universe is so big. We've been focusing on this small 30-year time period for since its inception, let's branch out. We know so yeah. much backstory in passing, let's really dig into it. Like now it lends itself more to shows. That's what I want now is every story under the sun from a thousand years prior to the Skywalkers. Let's delve into the Sith. Let's get into, you know, hey, there's the high Republic era. They're trying to push. I was talking to mystic this morning. Like give us a series exploring the Mandalorian wars. Give yes. us, give us We're the cultural to, yeah. origins of Mandalorians. Tell us think, who the Mandalore it was. Like we want to know all this. We're so gonna go Mandalore. watch Rebels and Clone yeah. Wars because they delve into Mandalore a lot. Yeah, big time. We're gonna go to Mandalore in season four of The Mandalorian. Um, three. Yeah, season three and season it four be is being that was basic. Yeah, season season four is being written and and in the early stages right now. John Favreau just said that. So yeah, there's there's really good stuff in there. And it does lend itself to these shows even better than I I would say better than the Marvel do. You know, there's been some good Marvel shows. I really liked Loki, um, and that one just stands out so much from from the others. But they're they're kind of falling off in the show department for me. Where I think Star Wars can shine in the show department. Don't give me two and a half hour movies that kind of scratch Suck. that itch. Like give me hour-long episodes, miniseries, Obi-Wan, like these short series that just touch on a single character, give me a deep dive into a slice of their life, give me more of that. That's what Star Wars is about. And that's, it lends itself, like I said, it lends itself much more than Marvel ever did. Yeah. Or does, because Marvel is trying to tell this linear story, starting with Iron Man, going forward, right? And you get these shows that are peppered in, Somehow we've had fucking, what, six or seven shows in a year and a half period, but yeah. Star Wars has somehow taken five years to drop three different shows, and two of which are intertwined. Yeah. Like, how do you... It's just... It feels tone-deaf by Disney to have done it this way. I'm I'm glad that they're starting to course correct, um, but I don't know. I feel like the Marvel's MCU is much more... It lends itself much more to film and Star Wars lends itself much more to television. And I really hope that 
that they do that because like i like i said uh i am getting super fatigued on these marvel shows i feel like you have to keep up with marvel yes you miss out on something and then they're gonna reference it in another something and you're gonna be you're gonna miss out whereas with star wars you're you're not always gonna miss out like uh yeah there's a couple of twined shows here but if if we go back a ways, it doesn't matter if you didn't watch the original trilogy. Like, as long as you enjoy this content and this universe, you're going to enjoy that show. Uh, Mandalorian, well, like, yeah. as there's like a bunch of callbacks and stuff to original uh, stories, The Mandalorian is a great standalone show that you don't need to know anything about Star Wars to enjoy. And that's the great thing that they have going for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's the thing, right? There was another Star Wars show that got announced, uh, Acolyte, which takes place 130 years before the Skywalkers. Like you said, you don't need to know anything about anything to be able to jump in and understand that. But yeah, the Marvel, everything builds off everything, and it's just becoming this this Goliath to, to keep up with. And I'm just yeah. finding myself caring less and less the more they release. It's coming out so fast now, too, that it's hard to keep up. Yeah. There's there's a show and a movie and then another movie and then another movie and then another show and like I I don't know I feel like keeping up with Marvel is really tough whereas I'm excited to keep up with more more Star Wars content some of the stuff that they're announcing here yeah same so we'll we'll see what happens um I, they need to be careful that we don't burn out on either of the franchises yep um all right. What what was the one you wanted to talk about? Keith? Sorry, yeah, like uh, 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 you you brought up a good point that we did need to talk about that. I wanted to talk about Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, <laughs> because good God, this looks fucking excellent—a nightmare reimagining of the beloved bear is a a horror movie um, using the characters of of Winnie the Pooh. Like I I don't know how much more I can sell that for you. Yeah, uh, this looks like I mean, stupid fun. That's uh, all they've given us. There's there's not much to this trailer here, really. There's it's just images. It's not even a trailer, right? Or was it uh, a trailer? And I got it wrong. Maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just stills right now. I think it's just stills right now. Yeah. Um, it, it's hilarious to me that Disney can't do anything about this because Winnie the Pooh finally got put into public domain. <laughs> And like literally right after that happened, this just sprung up. Uh, I'm pretty stoked for it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, this looks ridiculous and and awesome. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm excited for it. It's gonna be goofy as shit. Did we post this in the the public channel? We should. This I thing. just I just put it in there. Yeah. Perfect. Check it out. Uh, we posted the link on Discord. Come check out these images from the film. Uh, this is one to keep an eye out for. Uh, we're, we're running out of time here, but, uh, I did want to touch on this trailer for this new Rowan Atkinson movie coming out on Netflix, uh, man versus B. <laughs> so good. Uh, I, I, I'm sold on this movie. I'm watching this the day it comes out because yeah. man, it's, it looks so fucking hilarious. Keith, you said serious? it had big mouse hunt vibes. Yeah. Oh yeah. But with so, Rowan Atkinson, so. if if Mr. Bean were were in Mouse Hunt, that's what this is going and hunting a bee, uh, yeah. that's what this is going to become. This is going to be hilarious. I'm I'm all for it. Did we should post this trailer too? I'm on it. We're check out this trailer. We posted it in our the Weekend Watch Discord channel on our Discord server. Um, did, was there a release date for this? 
Mm, I don't. I don't remember. Let's take a look here. Uh, June twenty fourth. June twenty fourth. Very soon. So, yeah, I'm stoked for this one. It's going to be. It looks hilarious. I'm into it. All right. Anything else we want to touch on before we wrap up? Well, we did talk about Kevin Spacey, and new new news did come out about Kevin Spacey. So, uh, might as well just say that he's been charged with multiple sexual assault cases in um uh, in the UK against young men. I believe in every instance. <sighs> Why are people still paying him to act in their movies? Yeah, and yeah, this he... came right after uh, he Rhymes of the and James Franco and um, what's his name? Shooting McBang Bang, uh, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> they um, they were all featured at Kane's uh, in in different smaller projects, and um, you know that that's bad considering this came out like two days after what was the name of the film peter five eight is this thriller that kevin spacey is acting in it looks really fucking bad i'll i'll put a i'll post the trailer in our discord it looks really did you guys watch this trailer i know because i oh. don't i don't want to see it uh yeah I'll, i should watch it i'll watch the stupid fucking trailer of a stupid fucking movie i'm not gonna watch the movie no no definitely not um yeah i don't know fuck him i'm really bummed that people are paying him to do stuff still but yeah what are are you gonna do what is that filter on this movie right i think you said it looks like a cheap porno filter and it totally does it looks (laughs) awful just awful david i heard you literally just say the words crimes of the future what i was confused that was a different movie i thought that was the movie he was in yeah no thank god that just premiered at Cannes. What was the? It was. It, it's this Peter Five Eight that just that he was just in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I got really scared for a second that Spacey was in Crimes of the Future. No. Because I'm really I stoked thought. to see that. It's the new Cronenberg movie. Uh, whew, you scared me for a minute. <laughs> the one that he was boasting that people would be walking out at the festival, and they did. So there's that. Stoked. So stoked to see that. Um, what, did, what did he do that's so bad that made people walk out? Um, I don't know, man. It's 2022. I don't know how that could be a thing anymore. But body stuff, like uh, body uh, horror. It, yeah, it was. It was. He was being Cronenberg. If, if you like, you said it's 2022. If you're walking into a Cronenberg film and you don't know what you're walking into, then just walk out immediately. Yeah. Like, oh man, uh, you can't get mad at this point. But yeah, I guess it's pretty brutal. But that's what we expect. That's what I want from a Cronenberg movie. Yeah. He hasn't done a body horror movie for like 20 years. So anyway, we got real way off the topic of Kevin Spacey, but yeah. uh, you know what? That's uh, that's the news this week. That's our movie news. Uh, and I think that is also our episode. So once again, please go check us out on places like Facebook and Twitter and Discord and our website, threeguysoneup.com where you can find a list of all our past recommendations as well as a link to our Patreon where you can go, click, sign up, become a patron and I will shout you out every episode. Uh, And we can keep making this show. And with that, we're going to sign off. Thank you, everyone. And good night.